Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel for podcastmybusiness.com.au. And uh, today I'm joined by Dr. Sarah Wright from I Quit. Can you do me a favour? Can you just tell me your name and your position, please? Uh, so I'm Dr. Sarah Wright, and I'm the director of Quit. Great. Thank you very much for that. Okay, so um, you're joining us today because it was National Quit or Victorian Quit Day just a couple of days ago. Um, it was actually World No Tobacco Day. I'm, I'm not sure why that's not marked in your calendar, Tony, but it's World No Tobacco Day. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Look, I guess there's so many days for so many things and there are countries around the world where tobacco smoking is a lot higher than it is in Australia. So um, your campaigns have been pretty effective. Yeah, look, around the world, tobacco control has been a really effective measure. And it's still, you know, I think we're expecting something like a billion deaths this century from tobacco use. So it's, it's, it's absolutely critical across the world. In Australia, we've come down from about one in three Australians smoking 30 years ago, down to around about um, one in 10 smoking every day. So it's a pretty significant drop. Mm, that is huge. And so what do you put that mostly down to? It's really a comprehensive package, I think. It's probably not one thing. Um, what we've seen is the price go up, and a lot of smokers will complain about that, of course. Um, the price goes up. You see those big campaigns, those television-led uh, mass media campaigns. What they do is they shape cultural norms and social norms around smoking. They deter kids from starting, and they motivate smokers to give up. We've also seen, of course, regulatory um, or legislative changes like plain packaging, um, taking out advertising and promotion of tobacco and creating smoke-free spaces. And, and all of those things together is actually what's really driven the smoking prevalence down. Well, yeah, I mean, it's quite interesting. Uh, a, a year ago or so when COVID first hit, I was doing podcast interviews and I didn't want to talk about COVID because you want to have content evergreen. And let's face it, COVID is going to be talked about for the next 100 years. Yeah. And, and you guys in it Victoria, um, in particular, because at the moment the um, latest lockdown has been extended again. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're in lockdown four and it's just literally today been extended for another week. Mm. So I've always thought that the time not to give up something is not when you're stressed, but any time, I guess, is a good time to give up smoking. Yeah, look, it is true. Anytime is a good time to give up smoking for your health and also your wealth. And right now, of course, there's a lot of Victorians who aren't getting federal uh, support, people who are casuals or, you know, mostly people who are casuals. It's really tough. So if you're spending around about four and a half to anywhere up to $9,000 a year smoking, then right now it's a, it's a tough time to sustain that. And I guess the jury's still a little bit out about whether a time like this is a good time to try and do something like quitting smoking or not. On one hand, there's stress and other things to deal with. But on the other hand, you've actually got a really strong motivation and you're not in your, new, your usual routine. So you're not going out on Friday night or Saturday night with friends. You're not having a cigarette with uh, colleagues at work on a smoko break. You are actually at home and that change in routine can be a good time to try and make a positive change. Mm. It's really going to depend on the individual circumstances, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I smoked many, many years ago. I guess lots of people did. 
And I never used to smoke a lot, but certainly going out and drinking with friends was a huge catalyst for that. Yeah, that's right. And see, a lot of people now are at home with kids, particularly in Victoria at the moment where we're doing homeschooling. And if you can't smoke in your home and you don't have those smoking outlets that you would normally have, say, at work or, or going out on the weekend, actually it's a really good try, time to try and use what you've, the situation that you're in to make that change. It's, but it is a hard change to make for some people. Yeah. Um, so what, what are your best tips to try and quit? Yeah, so I think a lot of people don't appreciate that there are actually two aspects around being a smoker. So one is an addiction to nicotine, and that's really that, that chemical addiction to having nicotine go to the brain. And then the other part of it, though, is more a habits or an emotional trigger. So we often have people who smoke because they're bored or they're stressed or when they get angry, they use cigarettes to manage feelings and emotions. And then others are really deeply conditioned around habits. I have a cup of coffee in the morning and I have a cigarette with my cup of coffee. So to quit successfully, you have to address both of those aspects of addiction. So we talk to people about the far and away, the, the evidence shows the best way to try and make a quit attempt successful is to go and see your GP or pharmacist about getting basically a nicotine replacement therapy, so something that helps wean your brain off the nicotine, and then to call the quit line. And that's uh, what quit line does is they have really highly trained counsellors who can help you identify the things that for you are triggers for smoking and come up with a plan that's going to work in your context. So it can be as simple as if you get up in the morning to have a cup of coffee, don't go outside onto the, the porch to have your cup of coffee and cigarette. Make sure you stay inside. And sometimes those really simple little changes or what can help to start reprogram the habits and, and behaviours around smoking. Putting those two together is absolutely the best tip. Mm, absolutely, because you're right, it is a habit-forming thing. Mm. Um, so what about um, e-cigarettes? I've got friends that claim that e-cigarettes are helping them. I'm going, oh, yeah, still doing as much as you used to. Yeah, look, the evidence is still emerging on e-cigarettes or vaping, but they're clearly not harmless. There's no doubt about that. Really what we want people to be doing is, is not breathing in lots and lots of chemicals from an aerosol, from an electric device. Uh, there are some people who've been helped to stop smoking, but the challenge is that you are still addicted to nicotine. So when I talked about those changing the nicotine addiction and the habits, my concern is that vaping isn't changing the nicotine addiction and you still have a lot of the same habits. You still have that same hand-to-mouth action, the inhalation action. So my concern is that some people are able to get off smoking with vaping um, when it's used as part of like a medically supervised attempt and with the counselling included. But I think it's actually keeping a lot of people trapped in nicotine addiction because they're simply moving from cigarettes to vapes rather than breaking the nicotine addiction totally. And I think that's really a concern and something where we're worried about um, and then, of course, the really big problem is that we're seeing really significant increase in use by teens. Mm. And the Australian teen smoking rate at the moment is something like 2%. Um, we're seeing an extraordinary increase in the number of kids who are experimenting with vaping. Um, they're really falling for some of the predatory marketing tactics that are being used. And, you know, the fear really is that we end up with a new generation of nicotine addicts. 
Yeah, and that, that's the challenge, isn't it? So would e-cigarettes be a pathway to nicotine proper, I guess, I don't know what the right... To cigarette smoking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the international evidence is absolutely showing a gateway effect and studies are, uh, you know, even from the UK where it was a 12-fold increase for kids who start vaping, whether they go on to smoke. I think the general consensus now from a lot of studies is that kids who start vaping are three times more likely to smoke. And that's after controlling for things like risk-taking behaviour. So that there's definitely a, an increase in the use of smoking after uh, vaping. And you know, the last big study we did on this with Australian secondary school students showed that 48%, so nearly one in two people who had tried vaping had never touched a cigarette before they tried vaping. So we, we really have a lot to lose in Australia if we don't control the availability of e-cigarettes. So is vaping the new cool? Yeah, sadly, I think it is the new cool. And they're certainly being promoted on social marketing. Um, there's a lot of influences being used. We're seeing vaping now in video games, uh, streaming content on places like Netflix, where, you know, one has to assume that it's paid product placement because mm. good old tobacco companies have done for a long time and the e-cigarette companies, you know, which are by and large the same companies, are using exactly the same tactics. So we're seeing kids able to get their hands on e-cigarettes with colour flavours like, you know, tiramisu and unicorn vomit apparently is big, mm. uh, blueberry, things like that. And they're brightly coloured mm. devices and they're really, really hard to pick up when a kid's using them. So we're being contacted by school teachers and principals who are suspending kids left, right and centre. And that's actually not an exaggeration for using e-cigarettes um, in schools, even in the classroom, um, patrolling bathrooms to try and, and pick up the kids who are vaping, uh, getting sent home from camps because they're, they're just able to get these hands on these really... I hate to say it, but really cheap and nasty products that are coming in from, from overseas. Mm, yeah. And I guess we should touch on about COVID-19 and smoking mm -hmm. and health outcomes. How does that? Yeah. Impact? So it seems that um, if you are a smoker and you do become infected with coronavirus, you're much more likely to have a, um, a, much, more, a much harder time if you do develop COVID really not surprising because you know we all know I think everybody knows that cigarette use and smoking reduces your lung function it increases um, your risk of all sorts of lung diseases so for something like COVID comes along and also attacks the lungs you're going to have a um, the two working together and, and we have poor outcomes I'm still not quite sure whether smoking increases your susceptibility for, for um, being for contracting coronavirus or being infected with coronavirus, it's a probable because we also know that smoking decreases your immune system. So there's a really compelling argument to stop smoking when it comes to coronavirus and COVID-19. Yeah, and everybody wants better health outcomes. And it must be frustrating because it's something that, I guess, even though it's an addiction that people choose to do and they can stop doing. Yeah, look, it is an addiction and it's so, you know, sometimes they say oh, it's my choice to smoke and it's actually an addiction. So choice is a really tricky concept to unpick when you're, when you're addicted to something. 
I, I think what I'm really more disappointed about is that we haven't actually had government action to really hammer home that message around the risk factors of smoking when it comes to COVID-19. I think we had a really massive opportunity that in Australia generally, and certainly in Victoria, we missed because we weren't doing those smoking campaigns. We weren't able to say to people, it's actually a really strong clinical risk. If you get COVID and you're a smoker, that's not great. So please, you've got even more of a, a reason to stop smoking now. And unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. Mm, okay, yeah, it's pretty challenging. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, look, I think that's about it. But I just encourage if there's anyone out there listening today, you know, really do something, have, have a go at quitting. It's, it can be hard. Some people, it's actually pretty easy. Um, but give the quitline a call and have a chat about um, whether we can give you a hand. It's certainly non-judgmental. They're very empathetic. It's the cost of a phone call. So give it a go. Yeah, I completely agree. Thank you, Sarah, from quit.org.au. Thanks so much, Tony.